Fred and Frit, Fred and Frit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. Before we started today's Brad and Brit cast, Brit, right. Brit mentioned how they're basically fed up he is, and on my behalf, fed up about hearing about 25th anniversary commemorations of The Sopranos. So <laughs> the minute I touch my phone here, God. There it is. Guess what comes up? There it yeah. is. The, yeah. the New York yeah, Times story. looking back on 20. Wait, it's it's yeah. it's like you say sometimes. Um, you're in a certain demographic for certain things, and so you'll see the guest on every show that you watch, and you're like, okay, I like the guest. The book looks good, whatever, but God, I'm just thinking. You know? yeah, no, it could actually turn you. It could turn yes. you against something that you used to like, and this obsession this it's it's cheap mental programming to yeah. just call up an anniversary of something and, and say well it's time now to look at it again over and over again it just cuz cuz every day every day is an anniversary there's this guy and uh, i can't get rid of him off of off of my phone but every day he put, you know, 65 years ago, Phil Spector went into the studio with and, and recorded, uh, he's a rebel. So what? Yes. Here's a, here's a newsflash. Every day is the 10th, 15th, 20th, 65th, or 80th anniversary of something. Something. Oh, by the way, next, next year it'll be 66 years since Phil Spector went in. And then <laughs> this was this is like when we were when we were on the radio, be like, hey, guess what, morning zoo? Every day is national blah day. Every day is national paperclip or not and fuck stop. But again, we're out of step with the American people because they love this shit, apparently. I don't think so. I I I, so. I wish I, you were Brit, right. I thought I, Brit, I thought the media I thought the media was out of step with the American people. Well, you got you got See? a point there. You got there a point. You go. All right, I, let me uh, let me run through the list. It's 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 short. It's fast. It's it's sweet because I have a feeling we're just gonna we're just gonna uh, move into the gutter <laughs> several times <laughs> here with without even trying. Uh, story number one: Trump buried in New York sand trap. Oh boy! Um, are you dead because you took hydroxychloroquine? <laughs> Show me the deflation, or ski Iowa and pass the suntan lotion. Oh boy! Uh, do the do the Trump uh, buried in New York sand trap because this is we haven't let off with Trump in a while, uh, no. so we might as well grow there, right? You know, there's that golf course in New York City. And actually, this was one of the things that Trump did for the city of New York that at the time was considered sort of a, a decent thing to do because it was this uh, horrendous looking area. Oh, I remember uh, that. Near the uh, the East River and the Bronx and all that. It was called uh, Ferry Point. Very point, and uh, it got the Trump name on it. It was a golf course right there. Okay, it opened in 2014, debuted at number two for New York on Golf Week magazine's best state by state courses you can play because it was public. It was public. It was called uh, Ferry Point, and in 2014 they signed a 20 year agreement with the Trump organization. 
it's beneath the uh, Whitestone Bridge, um, which is the other way to get over instead of the uh, Robert F. Kennedy, formerly known as the Triborough Bridge. But I'm, I'm getting a little bit geographic there. Sorry. Right. Um, but in 2021, then Mayor Bill de Blasio said, we're taking Trump's name off the course, just like it's happened with buildings and hotels and apartments. I don't want his name up there anymore. And uh, yesterday, Thursday, it all came to an end. His name was taken off the golf course. Bally's, the uh, casino corporation, they want to put a casino up there. They want a gaming license. And uh, off, isn't that kind of a double whammy against Trump? Because this is a guy that can't get a casino license anywhere anymore, including Las Vegas. And his namesake golf course in New York is uh, being taken over and renamed and being repurposed by one of the big casino companies that uh, can get casino licenses. I think it's delightful. I like to see the bark being stripped off of this guy piece by piece by piece. And I know this isn't the big one. This isn't going to change it. I understand that. I understand that. But my thesis, I think you go along with it, is eventually the weight of it all will crush you. And if it doesn't, guess what? You get old and you die. So your time is not on his, time is not on his side. Um, all of the things that he has done that have resulted in him being uh, indicted, charged, and put on trial, they're not some massive plot by, apparently, on one hand, the brilliant conniving Joe Biden, as opposed to the, he can't put two sentences together, Joe Biden, which Trump only said about 15 times the other day after he walked out right. of the courtroom. So we can't right. quite, we got to get a beat on that. Is he, is, is he seven Bond villains rolled into one genius, Joe Biden, who knows how to manipulate the system surreptitiously against Donald Trump? Or is he this bumbling Mr. Magoo who can't put two sentences together? Well, we, we know the answer, of course. It's, it's well, yeah. neither one of those. Again, he's, is he the bumbling uh, commander-in-chief who would not use our armed forces to defend us? Or is he the guy that's expanding the war in the Middle East by blowing up these Houthi guys in Yemen? Wh which one of those is? That, that's a bit more of a serious, uh, thoughtful question, Britt. And we don't do serious <laughs> and thoughtful around here. I'd appreciate that. <laughs> uh, Trump yesterday addressed the court after the judge this is in the new york case where they're trying this to is what he this is what he said nine no 15 times that tr uh, biden can't put two sentences together so therefore he is the victim of, of uh, uh everything and he should be getting money paid to him not he would have to pay out that's the best term i love it go ahead uh, Trump was in court and the, the judge said, okay, you can address the court, but you need to stick to this and you can't just fly off yeah. into 12 different directions. Guess what happened? <laughs> just one guess. Now <laughs> he did go well, off. He, he followed the Brit. He followed the rules. <laughs> he <listened to> <laughs> He's and on he brand. Like I'll give him that. He's on brand. At one point, the judge had to tell the, uh, the attorney, please get a hold of your client. <laughs> 
uh, he was saying various things like the judge, the, the judge uh, said you can't even, he said the judge couldn't pay attention to him for a full minute. Uh, it was conspiracy theories and uh, Letitia James is using me to ride the coattails of, you know, to glory and all of this bullshit. No, no, I, I think you're, you're getting too technical. She just wants to be famous. She just wants publicity. That's always his answer. It's always his charge at anybody who's ever written a word, written a book, done a television program, made a comment about them. Everybody who ever invokes him in any fashion is doing it so that they get famous. Uh, that's that's the that's the same line over and over and over again. And the great part about this, the great part about this is that there is no video, right? Because yeah. if there was video, oh, it'd be great. Okay, well, it wouldn't be great because. He, he's forced to do it at these impromptu little post-hearing rants where he sounds even crazier. And I think if he was saying those same things, and he did, in a courtroom, somehow it would be spun that it had more weight, even though it's all bullshit and it all went against the judge's orders. Uh, it would be... Donald Trump against the system. It would be, he's the underdog. It's he's being attacked. He's the victim. He was standing up and saying those things, not for himself, but for you. Right. So it's well, in this case, I think it's good that we don't have actual video of him saying these things. I think the internet would remix it and make it into the, the mocking it appropriately because it's a, it's, it's massively a, it's a huge joke. And don't you, let me just, let me just throw this out there. When you may have noticed this little tick, when he gets into criticizing somebody, he never says you must hate me. He always goes third person with it. You hate Trump. Why do you hate Trump? He did this. To, there's a famous meeting with Bill Barr where Bill, Bill Barr is telling him uh, this election fraud claim is bullshit. And he goes, why do you hate Trump? You must hate Trump. He goes, he goes third person every fucking time like Deion Sanders in 1990. Okay. Th this is. A, a rhetorical question, but think about this. When do you think he started doing this? You know, I mean, in, in eighth grade, okay, yeah. Do you think in class he would talk about Trump as the 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 teacher hates Trump? Why why is the teacher picking on the Trump? Teacher hate Trump? And remember, yeah. every accusation is a projection, like hating somebody when they hate Trump. Oh, that's a bad thing. He hates everything and everybody. And it's the greatest thing ever for his followers. He hates everything. He hates air. He hates lint in pockets. And his followers are like, yeah, I love the way he hates shit. Well, I hate him. Well, that's terrible. Why would you say such a thing? Yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, it's I found that to be a little a little tick that he does about the. He never says it first person. That being said, it is important to realize that everything we're talking about is completely foreign to the Fox News, Trump Nation, yeah. Trump all the time voter. They don't know anything about what we're talking about right here. They don't know about the hearing. Yeah, There's nothing to be said about what Trump said on Thursday. They they do not know this, and uh, 
I have listened and watched to a couple of the, I hate it, let's talk to Iowa voters and see why they love Trump, blah, 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 that kind of thing. Yeah. And most of them that I've heard, they don't say it's about owning the libs or anything of that sort. They don't, they actually are focusing on the policies. I swear to you, this is true, that things were so much better then, prices were lower, and we weren't in wars. They parrot things that Trump says about how great it was before Joe Biden became president. And the larger concept, the intellectually hefty issue of democracy, of the attempt to subvert and overturn the election, that's not part of their equation in supporting Trump. They just believe that his policies were fantastic and that he did secure the border in a way that, of course, the polling right now says most of the country is uncomfortable about the way the border is being handled. And I'm not, this is not a, a commercial for let's keep putting people on airplanes and sending them to New York, Denver, yeah. and LA. Well, I'm not doing that. What right. I'm talking about, you, you know, you can't defend um, the number of people that are coming in to the country right now. Uh, many of them just unfettered. It's just, it's an impossible situation. And when you drill down and go, well, is that all Joe Biden's? It doesn't matter. It's the on whose watch is this happening? And you can't deny that. And you can't deny that Trump is going to pick at that and pick, 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 and try to use that and divert your attention from the fact that he tried to overthrow the government, that he took boxes and boxes of government secrets that he had no business having, that he said, I need you to find 11,870 tick, 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 votes. <laughs> Isn't it terrible that you have all these, these moments from him and you have them memorized even down to the cadence? None of that, none of that registers as part of the support mechanism for Donald Trump because we have a whole section of the media that has walled that off, all those kind of things. So if you think that these people are thinking about the January 6th hearings and what we learned there and uh, all the video of the violence and the attacks on police and we sit back and we, we can't believe that there are folks who support Donald Trump because he believes in law and order, except for himself, right? The, the United States Department of Justice has nothing to do with law and order, right? And holding people accountable for their crimes. The only way that that occurs in this country is the cop on the beat who beats the crap out of a minority to keep them in line and keep them from burning down the buildings in our sacreds. That's, that's law and order, but uh, 
pointing out that Donald Trump is the biggest lawbreaker maybe in United States history <laughs> is not law and order. That's persecution. And uh, the language of calling people who've been arrested and charged and convicted on January 6th, calling them hostages. It took Trump about three minutes to put that out into the water. And they all repeat it now. They all repeat it. And Republican politicians all the way down the line use the same language. And so we really are in a different time than we've ever been. Have we been divided before? Yes. Has it gotten violent before? Yes. Have political parties used the threat of violence? Have politicians used the threat of violence in the past? Yes. But is it different this time? abso bleepin lootly abso bleepin lootly so uh, we do we, we we just we can temper everything we're saying with that and now let's get back to what we really want to talk about why does Trump <laughs> suck so bad and why yeah. I, you asked what the fox viewers uh were looking at and talking about i, th I think it's probably this dr fauci uh behind closed yeah. doors testimony of the house covid committee saying that six foot social distancing thing back in 2020 2021 it just kind of showed up it's not really based on science it's not somebody anybody's done any research on we just kind of did it so uh there are some people who were big mad about that situation yeah well I, I i believe that's true but you know what that's uh no less true than when mom told you you know maybe you should stay home from school you're sick is there any scientific evidence that you have to do that no it's just kind of a thing well it's kind waiting of thirty so, minutes so, after what, what, waiting, what, waiting thirty minutes after you eat before you go uh, in the water that that shit yeah right right um, <laughs> and and I'm I'm just wondering uh, since that was behind closed doors yeah why was that behind closed doors so that whatever you're reading right now it's interesting, probably isn't, it? isn't exactly the way yeah. it was said it's I just interesting. have this yeah yeah. It, it's interesting, especially for these Republicans who have wanted to hoist this guy on his own petard. I mean, they've yeah. wanted his head on a stick for three plus years now. Why would they Why not don't have they him want out public, public hearings? And, yeah, I don't. And and then you know issue the subpoena and make him defy it or whatever. And then you just you just beat the guy up in public. I don't understand that at all. That's weird to me. How that that does end up behind closed doors. But yeah, they're big mad about that. And some other stuff. They're just not. I, I feel at this point. More on that in just a moment. Oh, it's just got to stop. That's God. God gave us Trump. It's been it's been one week since that came out. Is that you an AI I'm of the Paul Harvey thing? Yes, you know uh, what I'm talking about. I don't. I'm afraid I haven't been in those. Really? Days. No, I don't know anything about. Really? Oh no, my I, God, Britt! I thought. Uh, oh my! You know, I've been fixated on who, who's going to be the next coach at Alabama. I haven't been paying attention. Well, to that. listen. Listen. A week ago, this, it's been out for a week. Some, some group of fuckheads, and 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 they are. Um, they're called the Dilly Meme Team. Dilly Meme. Uh, they call themselves Trump's online war machine. The leader is a guy named Brendan Dilley. He describes himself as a Christian and a man of faith, but says he's never read the Bible, doesn't attend church. He said that Trump 
has God tier, T-I-E-R, so God-like genetics. And he put together this God made Trump video. Now you remember the commercial that Dodge did for the Ram truck where they used Paul Harvey's speech that he gave about 45 years ago called, and God made a farmer, right? So they, they took the, the cadence and that, and they got either artificial intelligence or the worst impersonator in the world. Although I actually do a better one than that. Uh, and yeah, it's I wasn't a two and a half contacted. I'm usually, I'm usually known as the worst impersonator ever, so they didn't contact yeah, me. Yeah, it was AI. Yeah, yeah, let's listen a little bit more of it. It's yeah. first of all, if you if you know anything about Paul Harvey, he was the master of the pause when he spoke. He knew right. exactly how long to let it breathe. He's he was the best at that. And uh, if this is AI, you don't have to worry about AI fooling everybody. And if it's an impersonator. Uh, the guy is uh, never going to play in a, a city larger than Reedsville, North Carolina, if they have a comedy club. Um, you can do well in Reedsville so if you sell out the, right. you know, the seven and the nine o'clock shows are huge. But it's all about the comparison of uh, Donald Trump being sent by God to save America. Yeah. And I, I bring it up again today. It's it's a whole week since it's been out. Um, one of the two or three big. Uh, themes right now in the weekend before the Iowa caucuses on Monday is number one, the weather, how cold it is. Right. And uh, number two, uh, the evangelical vote. Where is it? Is it going to come out? Uh, If the evangelical vote is a little bit older than normal, is the coldest of the cold weather going to prevent that kind of a turnout? But how do evangelical leaders think of that video, which is, it's been shared billions and zillions of times yeah. already. And you can find all a uh, bunch of articles about evangel who love Trump still. Everything. But there are a lot of them who are pissed as shit at this. Really? They are pissed at absolutely. This is the line that they've drawn. <laughs> well, I know you never know uh, yeah. what it's going to be. Here you go. Joseph Brown, Pastor Brown of the Marion Avenue Baptist Church in Washington, Iowa. 7,500 people, uh, that's 40 minutes south of Iowa City. He took issue with how used language plucked from the Bible. (laughs) Um, God's son was not Donald Trump. They're annoyed at the comparison. I'll just leave it at that. Well, I I will. In other words, you never know what's going to be the thing that, that tips certain people to think differently about someone instantly you know you could you can create your own october surprise if you're stupid okay against yourself but maybe this is it i can hope you can i would hope. i think i've referenced it to you before there's a great uh, one of the big hit podcasts of the pandemic was something called the rise and fall of mars hill which was about this guy named mark driscoll who had thousands of people in one of these mega churches in seattle and then turned out to be a complete asshole i would recommend anybody read about that anyway he's got his own church down in in uh 
in Arizona down in Scottsdale. And it's the same thing. And it's very muscular. Hey, this transgender thing is fake. Hey, these liberals are pussies. You know, it's all of that. Black Lives Matter is a Marxist organization. It's it's all of that stuff that he screams from the pulpit. And guys like that completely uh, love this shit. But again, I don't know to what extent they control the. They're sort of like a a MAGA movement within mainstream Christianity. They they're not everybody, but they're kind of driving the train. You know what I mean? The the Marjorie Taylor Green group. The Freedom Caucus in the House is only a few people, but they're the ones that keep steering us right into the ditch. They grab the wheel and they steer us right into the ditch, and they're going to apparently try to at least try to fuck up this budget deal that Mike Johnson is putting together to try to keep the government going. Have you heard about this new Rob Reiner film about Christian nationalism? I saw. I I saw him. uh, I saw him talking about it yesterday. I don't like it, Britt. Don't like it. <laughs> it looks to be very, very good. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's a, he's a fairly decent filmmaker from what I hear. So I uh, think it would be. Here, here's the thing. The, but as as great as, as he is, Brett, who's going to see this movie? Oh, uh, I mean, it's the echo chamber. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not trying to dismiss. Yeah, I'm, not, no. I'm not saying that. Therefore, oh, no, no. you shouldn't do anything. It, no, but, we're. But, uh, Brad, we're. We're. We're in the echo chamber. You and I are in the echo chamber. There's nobody who's not no, a believer not. who's like stumbling. No, on this we're not, 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 There's not. nobody stumbling on this podcast and go, these guys are making some great points. I'd never thought about Donald Trump in that way. Everybody's yelling into the echo chamber. There's no, there's no question about it. I, I hope people get a chance to see it and to realize the danger. Um, and he, part of this was, he said, you know, it, it's been 60 years, more than 60 years. Uh, since Dr. King would go, because, you know, MLK day is Monday, Dr. King kind of went around and he said, how can you people claim to be Christians and do what you do to black folks? How can you beat them and lynch them and keep them from getting jobs and make them live in slums? And there were a lot of people who reflected on that and said, you know, you know, you got a point. Um, speaking of AI, which you did, have you heard about this George Carlin special, which is now available on YouTube? I've. I've seen the headline, and that was enough for me. Uh, I understand that everything that's ever been produced by anyone is subject now to being altered, ruined, spindled, mutilated, twisted, and changed around. Pretty soon, uh, this will be considered um, uh, high art when the right-wingers, like the people who produced the Paul Harvey ripoff thing for Trump, yeah. turn George Carlin into a right-wing Republican and take his words and move them around. Why not? Because remember, this all goes back to, you know, if ML King was alive today, he'd be a Republican. That yeah. line that they keep yeah. saying year after year after, after year, year after year, uh, and it never stopped. And they've said it for so long that... Well, There are a lot of people that believe that I've said this for, and I I can say this since we have MLK day coming up and we won't be doing, uh, this podcast on MLK day in my lifetime. And in your lifetime, you've seen Dr. King evolve from being a communist to a Republican. Now it took many years for that to happen. It took a long time for that to happen. 
And people do not remember the history of this per se. But when there was a massive fight to pass the Martin Luther King Jr. Day, huge, massive, unbelievable, and it was led by former, well, former because he's dead, North Carolina Senator Jesse Helms, who was a well-known racist, very well-known. <laughs> he, he would not admit it. He fought it and tried to get it shut down. And, of course, they would give this. Is the, the Republicans gave many excuses as to why they didn't want this. Oh, we don't need another holiday. It's going to burden businesses. We need people to get out there and work. And here's another day where people are going to have to get paid for not working. Oh, we don't need to honor one guy. Why can't we honor everybody in the civil rights movement? This what? is really minimizing people like Rosa Parks. Are, 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 we, are we fully past the, if you're going to celebrate Martin Luther King Day, you also have to do Robert E. Lee Day <laughs> in, the, in a couple Southern states. Weren't there like, five southern states there were that used a few. To do that. i think yeah. south carolina was one of them because it's it so it, it was fought greatly now somewhere and i don't know i think it was this century i believe it was this century the republicans started spouting the bullshit that you just said that you know he he and they i think they've even gone so far as saying you know he was really a registered republican he really was not not a democrat <laughs> And they, and they started claiming this. And I was like, wait, but I thought he was this awful pinko commie who slept around on his wife all the time and was feeding secrets to the Russians. And now you're telling me he was a God-fearing, red-blooded, meat-eating Republican. I, I don't know when that switch came over, well, but it came over at some point. At least in the current vernacular of the world. Uh, the Christopher Rufos of the world, the guy who uh, essentially is behind the the cancellation of the college presidents and all kinds of other really pernicious things of the last few years, um, he would have you believe that um, you know, Martin Luther King, uh, if he were uh, around today, would be a Republican for the following reason. You ready? And all it takes is one line. Um, color of skin, content of character. Okay? And they've taken that line. A man, person shouldn't be judged by the color of skin, but just by the content of their character. And they've used that and turned it around to show that uh, the white Christian majority is discriminated against all the time. They're judged not by the content of their character, but by the color of their skin. And everyone whose skin color is uh, at all darker than theirs is getting a break unfairly. Diversity, equity, inclusion got to stop because it's against what and so that's part and i would lay that right on top of what you said yeah. very eloquently a few moments ago so everything is a twist everything is a turn everything is a manipulation of the past and considering and i have no idea how or in what manner history is taught in public schools but i just i just have this feeling that kids of the last 15, 20 years, they know nothing. They know nothing 
after, and by the way, this used to be when I was in school, but remember, I was in school in the 60s, so it wasn't quite so much of a big deal. It wasn't covering that much, you know, long of a time. Every, as soon as we won World War II, that was the end of your history class. You didn't need to know anything more than right? Well, okay, but if you do that now, if you, if you stop at the end of World War II, you're kind of missing a lot that's gone on since then. But don't you think, don't you feel like that's what Republicans want to do is just like cut it off at VJ right, but, Day but, and that's well, it? I know, but 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 the but the the problem is if you think about it, I don't know who's been writing the history books the last 40 years that are that are in schools, but since everything has been politicized right since then, I'm not sure that you know we're not painted into a corner here and you almost you almost end up with an ignorant population of of history because yes it's it's helpful to know about the Revolutionary War and the Civil War and obviously we have a lot of people that don't know much about that either because of course as you know it was the war of northern regression right about states rights states rights to do what um, to uh, to employ a labor force at low wages with bad benefits, a labor force that you could pay nothing and rape as you wanted to. It was kind of it was one of those things, right? Um, it it, it does. Uh, but, people do. I think, to, but we are setting a new new a standard for old men on the porch shit today. Oh no! We? But it does it does need to be particularly since they're you know the holiday is coming up. It, the fight to get this holiday passed needs to be reexamined by a lot of people because again it's been forty years. There were a lot of Republicans who howled against Ronald Reagan for signing this into law. They screamed and they kicked and they bitched and they moaned and they whined and they kvetched and all of that happened. And they, what they came up with now and what they're able to say, lo, these 40 odd years later is, well, it was a Republican president that signed that into law. How right. about that, you Democrats? There, there, there is nothing. There is nothing that you can't take and uh in the words of the great great supreme court justice simon cowell you made it your own <laughs> you made it your own they make everything their own and then suddenly you're the idiot you're but the I, idiot i would just circle it. back uh you you do need to go on youtube and see this george carlin okay. thing just to appreciate right. how shitty it is <laughs> it is really and it's Will Sasso. Is it, is, it, is it sound as bad as the Paul Harvey oh, thing? Oh, it's yeah. It sounds the tone, the humor that they're going for. I right. I mean, I know it's obviously AI ten years from now or five years from now is going to be like so much better than it is now. This is terrible. Uh, Will Sasso is one of the guys behind this. It's his company. He's a guy who was a comedian from uh, Mad TV, one of the co-stars of Louder Milk which is one of the 7,000 things you have not seen on Netflix. Uh, so yeah, it's, he, he should, he should be ashamed of himself. It's, it's really very bad, but the, the danger is you and I know Carlin, you and I know Carlin inside out. And if somebody tried to spout something to us or sh play a clip for us and we go, that's not, no, there's obviously a generation that doesn't know. And they're going to think that this is like, Oh yeah, that's what the guy was. Uh it's yeah, I don't right. know how many people it's going to fool, but but again, George Carlin and and Paul Harvey, those are two people for whom the preciseness of their language and their delivery and their cadence right. 
cannot be duplicated, I don't think, artificially by a machine, let alone uh, the material itself. Is this supposed, is this new material that's been uh, uh, put in the mouth of a fake George Carlin? Is it, is it current events kind of stuff? It is. And there's a lot, it's just uh, the, the oh. takes are so, Ooh. I mean, I've told so you. That- it's, it's like watching Greg Gutfeld trying to be George Carlin. Kind of, it kind of is, that, is that. I mean, it's kind of that okay. obscene. I mean, I've, I've told you about yeah. that moment when I was watching Oppenheimer and then that scene with Truman just took me out of it. I was like, oh, come on you've got to be joking that you know and that's how i feel when when you you just drop the needle on this whole thing and i'm like i can't it's it's very bad it's very very bad and by the way roger you've heard the story now i'm I'm looking at this story um roger stone has these assassination things you've heard these this audio of roger stone yeah i've seen that i've seen the headline i've heard enough audio of roger stone for the rest of my life (laughs) i mean you want to talk about somebody, you know, why is Roger Stone uh, alive and Jimi Hendrix dead? I don't <laughs> right. know. Anybody. Right? I don't know. Yeah, why is anybody dead and Roger Stone still alive? Can't tell you. Not fair. You know. He's, he's talking on this audio that's been circulating about uh, assassinating Representatives Jerry Nadler and Eric Swalwell. He's blaming AI for that. Roger Stone is blaming AI. Is, is, wait, is that the default... It wasn't me. Yeah. That's that seriously is what needs to happen the next time a wife walks in mid-sex with, with her husband just banging somebody mid-sex in a hotel room. This is AI. This is not me, honey. I, I don't know who this is, but this is this is AI. Alan Iverson. <laughs> practice. We talking about practice. Yeah. It's a... Uh... What's what's the artificial piece, person that they that, the, that they produce that makes it look like you, like the ABBA? Oh, the avatar. ABBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's an avatar. It wasn't me, honey. It wasn't it wasn't me. What do you have on hydroxychloroquine? Oh, this is uh, kind of kind of uh, scientific here. New study. Uh, this is, and, and you get biomedicine and, uh, pharmacotherapy magazine in the mail every month. Don't you? You've been getting that for years, right? Oh, the centerfold this month is amazing. Don't miss it. Yeah. Um, you remember hydro, what is it? Hydroxychloroquine. That's what That's it, it was. Yeah. That's the stuff. The uh, horse. And this was Trump's, Trump's big, uh, big recommendation. And he said he took it after he was first exposed and it was huge on Fox. I mean, it was, you know what? I'll bet for a while it was bigger than the, my pillow guy commercials. It was getting more mentions. There was a lot. And so they, they did the research on this and they found that people who actually took it were 11% more likely to die, (laughs) which they, well, think about it. Which they argue is evidence that illustrates the hazard of drug repurposing with low level evidence for the management of future pandemics. In other words, this could happen again if uh, somebody recommends a quack treatment for for anything. Um, So here are the highlights from the study. Uh, Hydroxychloroquine was prescribed in hospitalized patients with COVID despite 
the low level evidence of it working. So there were some hospitals that actually doled this stuff out. It was associated with an 11% increase in the mortality rate when they, you know, did the, the meta drill down of, of everybody that was getting treatment in randomized trials. Uh, and they estimate that uh, the number is 16,990, and this is over six countries. So, you know, that really isn't that many people. No, yeah, it's a, it's a small it, sample size. Because we have millions of people who actually died. So my guess is that this number is low, but they're being very, very conservative of course. about it. And, of course, guys like us, we were just laughing at this and, and making, making fun of it. Um, Bill Barr had weighed in on it. He touted its effectiveness and claimed the media, inciting the medical community's reluctance to promote it because of research, represented a jihad against the Trump administration. So Bill Barr, who was on that Rehabilitate My, my Reputation tour recently, uh, now that he's sort of a never-Trumper, but he's not a never-Trumper to the point where he says, well, I would uh, I would vote for Joe Biden if it's Trump, or, you know, because that that's the line for a lot of these people. That's the line for 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 almost all of them. There are very few Adam Kinzinger's who will say I'm voting for Joe Biden, even though I was a Republican my whole life. Um, there's a big difference between saying Donald Trump is unfit to be president, and then saying. Not only is Donald Trump unfit to be president, I would never vote for him. And I would vote for the other guy, whoever the other guy is. Yeah. It's it doesn't this drive you crazy when they say, Well, I don't know what I would do. I just know I can't vote for Donald Trump. Right. That's a hedge. That's yeah. just for, forget that. Um and you know, Chris Christie is the latest version of that as as great an exit speech as he made the other day, he will not say categorically that he's going to vote for Joe Biden. Well, okay, then you're voting for Trump. Essentially. <laughs> you know, if you don't vote for Biden, you're voting for Trump. So uh, as we as we leave this day, and we'll be back on Tuesday with another podcast, let's hope that the uh, high... In, in Des Moines on Monday is about minus 40. And uh, therefore, it keeps the uh, oldest of the old away because isn't that Trump's base? The older you go up the food chain? Well, the stuff that you were just saying, the stuff that you were just saying is proves that the anti-science Republicans, the MAGAs are the ones that are killing themselves. They're like those, that, that great photo of the Buffalo charging off of the cliff. They're not getting the vaccine that can save them. They're taking stuff that's going to kill them over and over again. Well, we, it it would take about 10 more election cycles for the actual demographic cliff to take out Trump because yeah, we are convinced we are convinced that, you know, from 2016 all the way to now, eight years later, that upper end of old people, mm-hmm. are, they're gone. They don't mm-hmm. exist anymore. And, and I don't think they've been replaced. They certainly haven't been replaced one for one no. with newer, younger voters who in 2016 were, say, um, 10 years old. Now they're 18 and now they can vote. You think that they're 
And then, you know, people older than that, all the way up to, I guess, what, 26, right? That couldn't mm-hmm. vote before. Right. They're not coming in as, as Trump voters in any no. kind of major way. So, but it doesn't seem to have uh, made a difference so far, at least in the Republican primary. But in the general election, Britt, uh, there is uh, there's a little bit of hope there. But as you know, let me write that political headline. Dependence on demographic change from 2016-24, a fool's errand for anti-Trumpers. Right? <laughs> That's what they're going to say. Don't That's depend right. on that. Never depend on that. All right. 